welcome everyone out there. Welcome everyone in here. Welcome to John Dingfelder, my partner in crime this Friday morning. Good morning, Mario. What's going on? Thank you, brother. You're listening to WMNF. This is Down and Dirty. Which one are you today, Down or Dirty? Come on, Johnny. Um, I'll take the Dirty. All right. I guess I got to get down then. I got to get down today. This is great. It's Friday. It's the end of the week, and these Fridays come at us fast and furious anymore. I mean, we turn around, it's midweek, we turn around, we're doing another show. But you know, the best thing is the, the cool weather. Oh my God, I, it. I, I love it. You know, put on a sweater and pretend you're, uh, you're, you're somewhere else. In this, in this, listen, <laughs> t- in today's vernacular, you're, you're looking a little bougie, but I, I got to be honest with you, with the sweater over your shoulders like that, that's a little preppy. What's going on? Yeah, that's 1980s it's all my, over again. It's my Ivy League look. I love uh, it. You know, even a Florida Gator has to have go Ivy every now and then. Well, so. listen, you spent some time in Jersey. <laughs> you spent some time up north. No, that's great. It's, the change of, the change of uh, climate is, is something that we desperately have been looking for because our summers are so long and and brutal but at the same time can it rain a little bit man because it's kind of dry out there yeah well i look at the ducks in my neighborhood in the retention ponds and they're looking at me like i don't know what's going on but i what's happening here yeah we definitely need a little bit of rain but i i love i love the cold weather so it was kind of funny my grandkids were here uh for thanksgiving from up north and um and and they I, and they they jumped in the swim in the swimming pool and they and they said oh poppy and I turned it up to like ninety five degrees on purpose that's a hot tub you know just to, just so they'd come back every every Christmas and Thanksgiving you know of course they go oh poppy this pool's so wonderful <laughs> and and whenever our, our relatives come down here especially this time of year and even more so in, in you know after the first of the year after New Year's. Uh, you know, we are, we're bundled up, man. We got scarves and mufflers and all. I don't even know what those things are, yeah. but we're wearing everything we own. And they're in like light jackets. Oh, yeah. When it busts 50 degrees, we got to get out our mink coats. They, think, they must think we're lightweights, I guess, you know, <laughs> with people up north. Well, listen, last night was, the, was it last night that was the first night of Hanukkah? I know we talked about this before. First night of Hanukkah. Happy yeah. Hanukkah. Tell everybody, what, what do, what does your family, what observe, uh, what do you guys observe on the first oh, night of we're, traditions? Know, we're, we're, Some we're, tradition. We, we are, we like like the traditions, we're yes. probably not the most religious folks in the world, but uh, you know, you, you like the you like the candle. You get the kids together, you play dreidel, play dreidel, sing the songs. Um, you know, the just, just it's a real, you know, Hanukkah like Christmas. It's a, a real family uh, family time, and uh, it's not like Yom Kippur, or Rosh Hashanah, the more serious sure. holidays. But uh, we we enjoy it. As a matter of fact, I I zoomed. I zoomed with my grandkids and we lit the candles and sang the songs. And then I went over to my mother's senior center and uh, and they were having a nice little uh, Hanukkah dinner there. And we lit the candles and sang the songs. Of course. So and I, got the it, I got it on both ends. The traditions are important. And, and the you know, the, the further we get down the road, man, they have more significance, I would think. Because, you know, as we lose our elders, as we lose that, that generation that was above us, and we, we kind of step into that role, it's incumbent upon us to keep those traditions alive. Yeah. Whether it's the Christian or the Jewish or yeah. the when Muslim, the, you know. When, it, the, when the candles are burning down, it has double meaning, you know. Okay, I so, agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, let's ring a, let's ring a bell for the double meaning <laughs> of the candles burning down well said. So well, let's tell our, our, our listeners today that if they want to join us in conversation, we're going to be talking to two gentlemen here in just a couple of minutes that you're going to want to engage in conversation. I'll give you the numbers now and you can write them down. I'll give them to you again later. Johnny's standing by to take not only your phone calls. I am on the board tonight. But your emails today. today, this morning. Call us, call us at 813-239-9663. Email us, DJ 
at WMNF.org. And you can text us as well if it's more convenient for you. 813-433-0885. Johnny, who's in studio with us today? Definitely, definitely give us a shout. I'm going to defer to you on the on the interest because you are illustrious. I love to. I, and you know what I do? I defer to the to the, to the guest to introduce yeah. themselves. I like that. But before we jump to the guest, yes. I, I, you know, you always talk about what's going on uh, in the community. And I, I just wanted to mention one, um, one thing was... Um, I'm really glad that the state attorney backed off on those five uh, USF students. Um, you know, that's just nonsense. It sends such a bad message to young, to young people especially. You know, if you got an issue, you can protest, and you can protest peacefully, and I think that's what they were doing. And uh, fortunately, the state attorney uh, recognized that, dropped the felonies, and, and hopefully the misdemeanors will get dismissed eventually. So anyway. And we need to, and we need to also just, and this is another show, for another time. And as we go further down the road and closer to election 2024, uh, November of next year, we've got primaries coming up. It's going to be a quite a heavy year. Yeah, a big year. And I think that we'll probably do more than just a couple of shows dedicated to the importance of democracy, to the importance of everybody's participation. Um, we're going to be up against it this year. Yeah. I, I think so, so. So I know you're a baseball freak, uh, Mario. And, uh, and I want to... Freak I am, man. <laughs> and Listen, I, I cut my teeth. Literally, Johnny, you don't know this, but I have two older brothers that are seven and nine years older than myself. So I'm the baby of the family, quite literally. And when I, when I was, you know, two... My my middle brother is nine. My big brother's eleven. They're already playing little league ball. Sure. My father's in the third base coach's box coaching, and my mom's in the concession stand. So where's little Mayito? Where's little Mario? He's in the concession stand with my mom, probably in one of those little bassinet deals. Or you're running around cut, under the under the bleachers collecting change. I literally no. cut my teeth. <laughs> literally cut my teeth at the ballpark so much so that when I was four years old, almost five. I'm at my brother's Pony League game now, and, you know, I'm playing over here on the side. This is a little cute little story. I'm playing over here on the side and uh, on a, this clay mound, the clay that was used to refill oh, the yes. pitcher's mound oh, or yeah. the batter's box, and I'm playing there. And my father's hitting infield practice before the game. Uh, he hits a ground ball to the second baseman. The second baseman makes an errant throw to first. This clay mound was just outside the dugout. I come up over the clay mound like, I don't know, commando. I'm crawling like a Marine. I don't know what I'm doing. I hear, look out. And the ball hits me yeah. in my eye, brother. Oh, my God. Knocked me out. Oh, my God. I'm like my, and the only thing that saved me was I had glasses, right? I'm wearing glasses since I'm two years old, three years old. And, uh, yeah, I got cut 14 stitches later. I'm Whoa. in the hospital. Yeah, it was, it was quite the ordeal. I thought you were going to say you came up with your bare hand no, and caught the ball. That's, Can that you would, change the story? I, I, no, because, because <laughs> I, I want the sympathy. And beyond the sympathy, I, I want to say that, you know what, it didn't deter me. Because that would have been something right there that would have said, hey, man, I don't want to have nothing to do with baseball. Uh, yeah. But I still continue to play because it really, and truthfully, and one of our guests today can speak to this personally, first person I, it's a great game. And it grabs you. And once it grabs you, it just never lets you go. All right. All right. All so right, I, got, right, right. So I, got, I got my story then, you, you know, okay, so that I was at a raised game. I think it was actually a playoff game. Don't tell me you got hit in the eye, Johnny. No. I was sitting directly behind home plate, but just above the fence, okay? The, the netting? The, yeah, the, the protective netting. netting? Just above that. And not really paying a whole lot of attention, I'm sorry. And uh, because there was food around. Yes. So, so anyway, so this 
This foul ball gets hit, okay? And I'm really not paying attention. And this ball, and then all of a sudden my friend says, watch out. And, and this, this ball is like super hot and it comes whizzing over the top of the fence and straight toward my face. And I put my hands up and I catch the ball barehanded right directly in front of my, this nose of mine that we need to protect. <laughs> so wow. It was like, yeah. And I, and I, I happened to know a couple of people and the, and the Rays people came and they said, give us the ball. And they got, got, got it got signed, signed by you. a bunch of people. What yeah. an excellent, excellent story. Yeah, that, that was totally cool. But anyway, the reason I brought up baseball yes. is I thought in the news, the other day, I think it was yesterday, that the the race management says, no, we're not going to be the St. Petersburg Rays, uh, which I think is interesting. We could talk about another day because we need to get to our guests. But I just thought that was kind of interesting and really goes to a lot of what you say is you say Tampa should be Tampa, St. Pete should be St. Pete. There's no such place as Tampa Bay in terms of a location. No um, zip code. There's no zip code. There's no zip code. Yeah. The Postal Service does not. If you put Tampa Bay on a letter, they're not going to know where to deliver that thing. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting. I had to mention it. Well, guys, you've heard us riffing now for the last seven, eight minutes of the show. And we're going to bring in our guest now. Orestes Estrada is with us today. Also, James Dunbar. And today we're talking about Metropolitan Ministries and all the inspiring work that they do. Love the shirt that you're wearing there, good man. So, James, put that microphone in front of you. No, this one. You're on this one. Right. Right. You're on Mike Five, and uh, you're wearing your Inspire Hope shirt today. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. James Dunbar. So I am absolutely uh, excited to be here and uh, very blessed to be representing Metropolitan Ministries. Um, I have lived in Tampa pretty much my entire memory. I was born down in uh, Palm Beach, but I've lived here probably since I was four or five years old. And uh, Tampa is... Tampa Bay is, in my opinion, one of the best places see, in the world. See? I've been very blessed to travel and uh, for the... What, just, high, what high school, James? Yeah, Hillsborough County? Uh, yeah, I went to uh, Bloomingdale. Bloomingdale, um, huh? And then I wanted to get out early, and Armwood was the only school that would let me in to let me out early. <laughs> so uh, that, on the eastern side in the Bloomingdale, uh, Riverview, uh, Seffner areas was were my early stomping grounds. Um, but, I think uh, Armwood is smart because they got the interstate right there. So if you want to cut class, you can't jump across the interstate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't spend much time there. Off there. <laughs> I had to do one class, and they were the only place on block scheduling at the time that would uh, let me get out um, early. So uh, it was worth the 30 uh, minute drive every day. Um, but it, it let me start USF a little early. And, and so, you were, uh, and you were playing circle. linemen at, at uh, offensive linemen at uh, Armwood? You know? Oh, no. <laughs> they, they won a state championship that year. Oh, yeah. They're but, always good in football. Um, I think it was 03 or 04, but... Um, Great yeah, run. Great I, I run was, they had. <laughs> I, I was n- no part of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Listen, we all have our roles to fill. And some of us that did participate in football had no business being on the field. You know, at 5'6", five, six, five, six, 150 pounds, oh what? What are you doing? I held for extra points, and I was a special teams guy. I mean, that's, you know... But it was a lot of fun, and we did it because we wanted to wear the jerseys. Why? Because, you know, chicks dig football players. How about this big cat here sitting sitting to your right? And when I say big cat, I don't mean that lightly. Right. And, and by the way, let me let me rephrase your last comment, Mike. Dale, dale, dale. Chicks dig Ch- the long ball. Oh, so, they do, don't they? Uh, you know, Chipper you're going, Jones told yeah, us that. Exactly. So, uh, listen, it's great to be on your show once again. Thank this you. time live. Thank you. Uh, and, and with John, too. Who I mean, he just... 
has a classic look, by the way, <laughs> and a great voice. Well, he's playing Santa. Yeah, that's I, why I, he's I'm got the beard coming. And, he's and, playing Santa next I'm Wednesday. And growing, and growing out the beard this time of year. Outstanding. I, I donned the red. I donned the red outfit, and in memory of my dad, who did it for like 35, 40 years. Money. We are the token Super Jewish money. Santa Claus in town. I, I, I love it. I love it. Santa Claus is beyond you know religion anyway. Rumor he has is a a figure of of importance in in our in our you know. Rumor has it he's drafting his radio sidekick to be his elf on the shelf <laughs> next week. I'm going to help him. I'm going to help him with the gift giving. You know what? That is a good one right there. I like that combo. Perfect. I would come to the show for, for that one. Perfect. But I saw something else yesterday. It was called Mensch on a Bench instead of Elf, instead of Elf on a Shelf. I thought that was very clever. Oy vey, shalom Oy on that one. But <laughs> Estes, how did you get in, involved with James? And well, listen, you know, you know my history of uh, in this beautiful, you know, neck of the woods of Tampa Bay. I was born in Cuba, raised in Miami since I was since we snuck out. I was six years old. When I say snuck out, I just was, you know, they, I just followed mom and dad. Of course. Then you had to Cuba. sneak out of Miami. And then I had to sneak out. Yeah, well, <laughs> you need a passport to get into Miami, so we all know. That. That. Uh, and and uh, and you need to you know you need to know a little bit of English to get into Miami, correct? So, uh, because uh, everybody speaks Spanish. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, listen, it's it's uh, the, it's the continuous forty uh, eights Montreal, right? Because in Montreal you better know some French. I believe Miami's the true yeah the, the yeah the true it's, it's kind 50 of the first fifty first thing. But uh, no, I, I, I loved out of Miami. But I came to college here many many moons ago uh, at, at, a, at a great power junior college at the time in Florida College and 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 I fell in love with with the area uh, me and my best friend Lorenzo Fernandez came here and, and and just really truly fell in love with the area so I've always had a duality of homes uh, and living scenario between South Florida and and Tampa Bay over the last I'd say for sure 20 25 years I kind of just made Tampa Bay my main uh, you know spot and and f and fell truly passionately in love with with all things Tampa Bay, and and including not only being involved in the sports realm of Tampa Bay, predominantly baseball, uh, but also in the community efforts, uh, and a lot of things that I, I try to lend myself to uh, in the Hispanic area, the West Tampa Little League, and and numerous other you know efforts in Ebor, you you name it, that have include uh, the Hispanic uh, growth that has been dramatic here. There's a you know history of the 1900s. Uh, obviously, of Cuba and beyond here in, in Tampa Bay, but but the growth of Central America, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, uh, coming into the area here is dramatic, and a lot of those, unfortunately, many of those are are you know are, are struggling, and and uh, some of them are destitute. So in past years, I've been kind of one off, Mayito and John, with my scenario with uh, Metro Men, in the sense that I've been more into Florida, you know, uh, offices, their main hub. And doing things with their with their single mothers and the kids. I love working with kids, as you well know. Uh, but th uh, this year, you know, a few months back, I made a concerted effort to to meet with uh, with Tim Marks and and Justine Burks, uh, and also with the great you know Thaddeus O'Neill, Titus O'Neill, um, in reference to get more involved in the holiday season. So. Did a PSA for them. Has been appeared in numerous, you know, uh, scenarios. Obviously volunteered over at Rome. Volunteered, you know, uh, on on Turkey Day uh, early in the morning and, and making some of those dinners that we fed so many people. Uh, so and, and I I'm just happy to be a part of something that is glorious as Metro Metropolitan Ministries. 51 years strong. The rest is I I have to ask. Um, 
Uh, you played for the Yankees, right? Yeah. Yanks, Pirates, yeah. Marlins. Were you there under uh, under uh, Steinbrenner? I was there under uh, uh, Mr. Steinbrenner. He, he treated me very well. I, you know, I was drafted uh, and picked up by them, and I spent. Uh, I really saw the whole realm of the minor league life. You know, I was sure. in rookie ball in Paintsville, Kentucky. You know, this <laughs> Miami trying to find Cuban. That on the map. Trying to find that. You know what the interesting thing about Paintsville, Paintsville. Kentucky? That is the the the, the town. Uh, from uh, uh, Coal Miner's Daughter. That wow. is Loretta okay. Lynn Loretta. and Crystal hometown. Gale's hometown. hometown. What is it? How uh, many people? Like 20, uh, 20 like grand or 30, so? 3,200. Oh, my Back God. Then, 100, you yeah, know, 100. and we're talking in the early 80s. But, and, uh, is that f- like 5A like ball? Or, no, it's a single A ball. Yeah, no, like, no, I wish it was 5A ball. Yeah, it's single A ball. 5A <laughs> ball is what Shohei Otani plays, yeah, which yeah. is beyond the major leagues. So <laughs> that's, that's rookie ball. Yeah. That's actually rookie ball, which is what you what the guys that sign out of high school and, and junior college. Wow. Wow. That's into wow. right. Uh, so you're, most you're, of the guys are eighteen, nineteen, barely twenty. I feel mostly eighteen, nineteen. You're working your way up from and the you're bottom. You're working your way up a dry county. You know, if we got there. Not that I've ever been a big drinker, but it was just it was an experience. Sure. Literally, when I'm driving up there at eighteen years old, just about turned nineteen. Um, <laughs> this is 1981. Um, I'm driving from Sarasota right to to up there, wow. and I and I hit. Kentucky, and and I see a sign that says Hazard County, yep. and I think the Dukes, Dukes of Hazard, and, and, was, going, and that was there, real. There really is a Dukes of Hazard, yeah. and Hazard of course, you know, yeah, I'm looking for Daisy Duke, but I yeah. didn't find her. Um, so know, what was it? What was the movie? Was it Costner? Um, with the with, with the, the Field of Dreams? No, the small little town, the small little baseball. Field. What, oh, the, Field of Dreams. He's right. Yeah. Was it Field of Dreams? It was in Iowa. It was in Iowa. Oh, okay. But okay. It, it was similar, you know, something like that. It was a, It was an incredible experience for me. Never been really out of Florida. Yeah. I've done little all-star teams and toured around Florida. But there wasn't what they have now, which is the travel team. So Back then, not it, a huge Hispanic population huge in Hispanic Hazard, population Kentucky. Or, in, in Hazard or, County. Or Actually, I passed Hazard County. ended up being Johnson Johnson County. Johnson County. But it was a great experience, and my career went on from there for 16 so years. So going to Mr. Steinbrenner, I have to tell Mario, yeah. I gotta, you got to excuse me. i got to tell my Mr. Steinbrenner story. So I, I'd been on city council about two or three years. This is back in 03 or 04, that, that period of time. Right. And I used to go to those Yankees uh, lunches. Where they, where where he, he, they raise money for yes. what was it, boys and girls club, something like that. Yes, and wonderful lunches, big affairs, and 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 uh, and so I'm sitting, I'm sitting a table away from from Mr. Steinbrenner, and my friend Jim Norman, who was on county commission back then, he he grabs me, and he says, and I was just on city council recently, and he grabs me, and he goes. John, you want to meet Mr. Steinbrenner? And I, I grew up a Yankees fan. I, I went to high school outside of, in Jersey. So I grew up a Yankees fan. And I said, oh, my God, I'd love to, love to meet him. So, so Jim Norman takes me, over, takes me over and he says, uh, Mr. Steinbrenner, I'd like you to meet a good friend of mine and, and your city councilman, uh, John Dingfelder, because he lived in my district. And so, so I go over there, and I'm like a little kid. I'm like George Costanza, you know. I'm, I swear to God, and I and I'm tongue tied, you know, and that sort of thing. And I said, uh, "Mr. Cyber, it's so nice to meet you." And he says, "He says Dingfelder." He says, "No." He says, I, "I watch you all the time on that city cable program." <laughs> He says, you're doing a good job, son. Keep it up. And I was like, oh, my God. I just got the blessing. From the boss. From the boss. That was he, cool. And, and he was the boss. Rumor had it that when he came into the building, 
you better be working. Oh, my God. You better be doing something. Oh, no. And if not, close your door Listen, so he doesn't look at while, your door while and I was find in the you minor doing leagues, and, and we would hear, you would hear two or three days in advance if he was coming. So I played with the Yankees in, in rookie ball, played in Albany, New York, you know, worked work my way all the way to AAA and, to, and finally got called up to the major leagues, thank goodness. But every time he would come, you know, you would hear that Mr. Steinberg is coming. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Because, you know, you're not allowed any, any facial hair. Uh, we were the only team that had to show our stirrups, so we couldn't be like hot dogs, you know, out there. And everything had to be just right, so we'd be like so nervous. <laughs> you know, the manager would be like, "Mr. Steinberg is going to be at the game. Clean and up your like, locker, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd come in <laughs> with you know with his you know, double-breasted suit and the and the uh, what do you call it, the sweater, you know? And uh, oh my goodness! And uh, but he had it. The, I'll be honest with you, he had a. A good, giving heart. Not a giving, oh, my goodness. In Tampa yeah. Bay? Yes. Uh, you yes, can yes, think yes. of so yeah, many guys. He had a rap in New York, a tough rap in New York, but in the Tampa Bay area, he was so generous. Yes. So and, generous. In, in a lot of areas. Back in Cleveland, where he's from, in New York, I think it's a it's a difficult rap that they gave him. But the funny thing, for me, uh, he, he treated me really good. I got traded, which I needed to get traded because I was an outfielder. D.H., you know, first baseman, and and they had uh, Dave Winfield, Don Mattingly, and Don Baylor. So I was going, but it was, so, but he always remembered me. That's the one thing, even after my, you know, I moved on to the Pirates, but because I became a Tampa Bay resident. Nice. And he always would see me, and he would go out of his way, big O, you know, and I always thought that that was really super cool because he didn't have to. So a, a wonderful man in, in, in the Tampa Bay area for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. James, did you ever get a chance to, to, to come across Mr. Steinbrenner? I did not, but I was. I got to go to some of the things that uh, his philanthropy definitely helped out with. Uh, um, I think it was the Florida Orchestra for a couple years mm. that uh, he supported. Great enterprise. Um, and uh, it, they always uh, would do a, a great opening for him um, beforehand because uh, I— for a while there, he kept them afloat. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the philanthropy, the, yeah, you know, exactly. he didn't get a lot of credit for a lot of the work. Lights that he at did. USF for the football, for the for the, uh, for the baseball team. I mean, so many things. Remember Charles Bar- uh, Bradley? The, yes, of course, Charlie he, Bradley. He, he hardly he hired Charlie Bradley. We, we got to have him on the show as well oh, coming man. up because he's he's got a lot of great stories. And there were so many guys that I knew from USF, former athletes that you know they had trouble finding their way for a little while and. And Mr. Steinbrenner would hire them in, in different facets within the organization. In the spirit of that philanthropy and in the spirit yes. of that giving, how long have you been now, James, with Met- Metro Men? So uh, this is my, I look at everything kind of through holiday seasons. True. So this is my 12th holiday with uh, Metropolitan. 12 Ministries. seasons. Yeah. So 12 seasons. I think it's like 11 and a half years, but uh, 12 seasons. Yes. Excellent. Um, get more rewarding each year, but also more challenging. Uh, absolutely. Um, and uh, this year, uh uh, the last two years coming off of COVID have definitely um, have uh, expanded us a little bit um, in uh, ways that uh, we had never done before. Um, where pre-COVID, we were only in a few spots mm-hmm. uh, where we were actively working to uh, bless families through the holidays. And then um, through COVID, we uh, extended to our, a lot of our pop-up sites. But what really makes the holiday experience at our, our physical uh, tent so special is that uh, families get to shop for what they enjoy. So instead of getting a food box, they, they, they get options. They get options. It's we like honor it, their wishes. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I, this kind of goes full circle back to when I started 12 years ago. 
Um, we were finding beans, uh, lentils, corn in the parking lot. <laughs> so people mm. would come and they'd get a box and they're like, well, my family doesn't eat peas. So I'll leave it here and maybe someone Somebody else will pick it, it up that uses it. Or how do you and, cook these lentils? Exactly. <laughs> Which um, are delicious and very nutritious. But you got oh, to gotta soak them for a day. You yep. have to. <laughs> like um, or something. So uh, that, that really spurred on the shopping experience. So uh, what we do year-round and then in the holiday tents is uh, really set it up for, uh, we categorize things where a family of uh, would just say vegetables. For a family of five, you get six vegetables. So if you want to go all carrots, go all carrots or a mixture of what your family likes. Wow. And then we do the same for the toys as well. And uh, so after COVID, really bringing back in the uh, – um, personal shopping side of it. Uh, within our mission statement, there's like three key pillars and the um, dignity part of it is what uh, we really try to bring through through the shopping. So that's been uh, one of the challenges to, to roll that back in, um, but in such a, a extended um, atmosphere, whereas before we were at two or three sites and now we're at, I think it's 14 distribution sites. Let me um, give a little bit of yeah. uh, perspective for the for the listeners out there. <clears throat> and again, if you'd like to join the conversation, we absolutely encourage it. Call us now at 813-239-9663. Irene is standing by to answer your call. Email us, dj at wmnf.org. As the holiday season unfolds, Metropolitan Ministries is set to embark on a monumental mission preparing to bring the joy of Christmas to over 15,000 families in the Tampa Bay area. The organization's expansive holiday assistance program will kick off this weekend, encompassing Hillsborough, Pasco, and Pinellas counties, and aiming to serve a total of 32,000 families throughout the holiday season. That's quite the heavy lift, but, you know, that's that's why we're here today talking about it. Are you still taking um, new, you know, new applicants? I know at Thanksgiving you, you, you maxed out and had to cut off. Uh, we did hear that a couple of weeks ago, did we not, yeah. John? Yeah, yeah. James. So it's, uh, it depends on the site. Um, so some sites have availability. Um, some have uh, reached their full capacity. Um, all of our pop-up sites, which are the ones that, are, that we go out into the community and we do like a one-day event there, they've all reached capacity. Um, but uh, as far as our tent location, so our primary tents in uh, our Newport Ritchie area, they have availability. And then um, on a case-by-case basis, we have some availability at the uh, Tampa location. And how do folks find out? So all of that would be at uh, metromen.org. Um, there's a, as soon as you get there, there's a big, like, flashing holiday <laughs> page there that it redirects you to. And then there's a, if you, you get help section, that'll, if there's availability for those sites on those days, then it'll be very easy to navigate. Do you, do you qualify people or, yes. do, or are they self-qualified? So when you register, um, we are looking for a couple things. We're, we're looking for families that are struggling financially. Um, and there's a couple different ways in which uh, you can uh, verify that in the application process. It's all self-qualifiable um, if you do it online, and then it's, uh, it's randomly spot-checked. And then uh, in-person registrations, we, uh, we check these documents. But um, on any uh, application, we're, we're looking for families that are truly uh, 80% AMI or lower, um, that are struggling, or if you are already receiving uh, food stamps or WIC or um, 
any of the social programs that are out there. Um, if the government's going to verify you, we're going to take that on face value. And for clarification purposes, when you say has availability, that's availability to take on another case or to take on another family, right? So it's, that is it's not availability that you have to be available to them. <laughs> they are being, they're letting you know that there is availability here for you in need. Oh, but I, again, and it's interesting yeah, because on the flip side, uh, there is availability for donors uh, and donations. Thank you. Uh, and and we still need plenty Un- of that. unlimited, right? When, when unlimited, unlimited. When you're talking about thirty thousand, you know, mouths to feed and 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 kids to to give gifts to that are under you know underprivileged. As as uh, James was talking about, uh, you know, we can't ask enough uh, for donations over at the Rome. Uh, center, uh, 2609, uh, you know, Rome Avenue. Uh, you can't miss it. It's an incredible, beautiful tent that they've set up. I've uh, been there numerous times, so you can just drive through and drop off. What is what the, what's the cross street? Rome and what? Uh, what is that? Uh, is it Columbus or north of no, Columbus? No, it's, it's, it's just south of Columbus. South, south of Columbus. Columbus. Right, south, south of okay. Columbus. And the other thing I would add is that... Um, one that's of the things in, that we really need, if you, have, if you have some old bikes and things like they've added, giving away bicycles, you know how neat it is as a, as a youngster, seven, seven, eight, nine, you know, 10 years old, to get a bike for Christmas. Yeah, not a rusty, a, nasty one. No, but not a, a rusty, uh, nasty one. What, something good that you have that a kid, you know, your kids are, out, are, 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 are outgrown. How many sure. of us have bikes that are out, you know, that we just don't They're use anymore. I, I tried there. to stick my granddaughter in, in, a, in a little one of those little plastic things, uh, right. you know, and uh, with Mickey Mouse on it or whatever the other day. And she just gave me this look. This she shot look me this like. dirty look. And ah. she says, like, I don't know if she was too old or too whatever, but I'm going to have to give that thing away. Yeah. Well, she she said, I, I think she might have seen you with your beard and go, you're not Santa Claus. Here's some of the most needed items that are, yeah. that are you know, we, I think we should mention at this point. It says 60,000 toys. Which, again, that goes directly to the children. Gifts for teens and, of course, turkeys and hams because those are the traditional foods that we we all circle around the table. And the other donation that you can give to is of your time. So, you know, the volunteer side of it is of massive need. For example, uh, when we were talking about the Hispanic side of it and one of the reasons that came on uh, for the Latinos is that uh, a great, and James could talk briefly and piggyback off of me on this one, in the last couple of years, it just seems like a, a greater immensity of, of of Hispanic families in need have come into the area, and we need to love on them and, and protect them and, and support, and support them. them. So what happens is this. Um, we need more volunteers that are bilingual, okay? So if you're bilingual, and then you go to this center, for example, the one on Rome, when they're walking around and getting their, their toys and their, and, and their, their food and, and their gifts— it's so nice if they can talk yeah. to someone in Spanish. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I challenge the community, this this great community that is so bilingual in nature already in the Tampa Bay area, and the young kids who are looking for their bright futures, uh, you know, hours. Those volunteer hours. Why, why not? You know, John. Mario, we that. might have to go down there with the Santa and the elf costumes. Oh, and because this <laughs> one, drop, drop the mic on that and one, then, And then Mario's got the Spanish. So cool. I, je parle français. I can speak Perfect. a little French to the Haitian. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, well, Santa's European. We all yeah, know that. Yeah, I mean, Santa just Noel. saying, ho, ho, ho. Papa Noel. So, so what does it take to make this all happen? It takes approximately 15,000 volunteers, about a million pounds of food, 60,000, as I mentioned earlier, toys and gifts. It takes community-wide engagement, which is what Big O was just talking about, and collaboration from about 30 or more partners in the community to, 
you, if you want to drop some names, James, this will be a great time to share some love and, and, and put some of the good juju out there for the people that are helping us, right? The corporations. Oh, absolutely. But I'm going to step back for just a second. When we put out these numbers and we, we uh, start budgeting and planning in March for what we're going to do for the holidays, um, it's really all on faith. So when we say we're going to serve 31,000, we don't have 31,000 in product available. Correct. Um, and, Correct. And we, we go That's off a of, target. Yeah, we go off of what previous years may have looked like and how we know this community always responds. Mm. So it, in 51 years, the community has not responded um, to be able to uh, serve the numbers that we are putting out. And as uh, the need is growing across different areas, that's where those numbers have grown from. Um, so when we say we're going to serve these, we don't have that yet. <laughs> we have some. We're we have hopeful. enough to get going. But, get there. but through uh, events like this is definitely where we have the opportunity to let the community know this is what the needs are going to be. And through your support is how we're going to be able to and meet they don't, those And needs. folks don't have to register to drop off. No. Um, no. Because I, I recall, Great point, I recall uh, work, working over there and, and uh, you know, folks would just drive in. We say they don't even have to get out of their car. They pop the trunk. We pull out the bags of turkeys, frozen frozen turkeys, preferably, uh, yes. and, and other foods and that sort of thing, and say thank you very much. Happy, you know, Merry Christmas. So very convenient right. there. So if you're if you have the uh, ability to get to the site and drop off a physical product, yeah, you don't. If you don't want to get out of your car, you don't have to. There's volunteers they, there to work can, and take that in. They can donate money too. Sounds like the insinuation is there. Well, there, it's uh, definitely the the more convenient and easy way um, is to do it from your phone. Um, Unless uh, it's always wonderful to get physical toys donated that Mm -hmm. go directly on the shelves that we don't have to turn around and then go buy and do bulk purchases. But um, back to your question about some of our uh, big partners this year, uh, we've done, we've added in fresh produce over the last couple years to really offset um, some of the more unhealthy uh, canned fruits and that kind of stuff. So this year um, we uh, have made a, Big expansion um, with the on the fresh side, so that's definitely been through a partnership with Feeding Tampa Bay and beyond Feeding Tampa Bay. Also, um, the uh, commission or the Agriculture Commissioner um, set up some of these relationships where we're receiving a lot of uh, the produce year round, but then also in the holiday tent itself. Um, some of our huge uh, donors that uh, are, are making that sponsored whole events. Um, USAA is definitely one. Florida Blue is definitely one that um, take on whole days of support um, through the financial giving to uh, help us get kick-started. So those first couple days of Thanksgiving and Christmas are through some of those big donors Mm. that um, help us get going before donations start flowing through. So um, this just this isn't just about the holidays. This isn't just about Thanksgiving and Christmas and then Metropolitan Ministries. You know, obviously, you don't fold up your doors and wait till the next season. Um, you guys are out there in the community helping not just the homeless, but helping needy families, folks who maybe are lucky enough to have some shelter, but still have a lot of other needs. Tell us about that, James. Absolutely. So, um I'll jump back to the holidays is primarily for families that are in need, seniors that are in need, because you need a place where you can cook a turkey or cook a ham to be able to um, uh, serve your family and really get together as a family. Um, Our uh, 
homeless services are our residential shelters. So um, on our Florida Avenue campus, we uh, have over 100 rooms that have families that live on that property. And in um, Pasco County, we have, uh, it's about to be 50 families that uh, live on the property there that are going through case managed services that have found themselves either doubled up or in a car um, or literally homeless. Um, and they all have kids. So it's pretty much got to have kids to go through one of those programs. And those that program operates year round. And then that's our on our residential side. And on but, Florida Avenue, you've got a school right there. Um, I, I, I've always assumed that it was associated and affiliated with phenomenal program. school. Yes. Yeah, I've, walked, I've done stuff with the school and the teachers. It's, it's such a like a incredible healthy environment that they've set up. Uh, yeah. It's very impressive. So the school, it's uh, through partnership with Hillsborough County. Um, we originally ran it all ourselves, but the county is just better with teachers and administrators. So we run the facility, they run the, the uh, programming and curriculum out of it, but it is a true partnership because um, what we, uh, the when we first built our newer side of the campus and we really elevated to a lot more families, the, the data we were seeing is a lot of these kids, elementary school kids, have been in four, five, six, ten schools. Oh, yeah. And it's impossible to be stable, to have uh, the ability to learn when you're transitioning so much. So having the school there and to be able to provide a stable period for uh, kids to be able to uh, – go a whole, a whole semester or even or a whole year in the same school. And then once kids even, once families move out of the program, they have the option to keep their kids in that school through elementary school. We have similar partnerships with middle school and high school, but it is a um, pretty much an elementary school that it's the one that's but, connected there. But Mario, just think about it, you know, Everybody in that school is in the same boat. Yes, everybody everybody as has great needs. As opposed to great sending needs. them out to a different elementary school where they might be stigmatized to be that kid who's different, that kid who, yeah, we all know, you know, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. You know, they're all in the same boat, and, and how wonderful is that? And also safe. Yes. Safe. And, you know, in this community. Nurture, this nurturing environment. Nurturing, uh, which is so important, you know. Loving education as I do and having had a mom that was a teacher in the Miami and in Cuba for about 10 years, but all total 50 years of, of elementary education. And you know how big I am about education and being at, you know, visiting so many schools, uh, the, the, the nurturing in and around the moment that they step outside of that school in certain areas it's also, you know, yeah. paramount and, and an education in its own right sometimes, if you, uh, sometimes on the negative side. Yeah, if, if you don't have a good elementary school experience, it's all downhill from there. And I'm going to add, that's interesting you bring that up because in the middle school side and one of the greatest donors over the last several years is our very own Titus O'Neill, you know, and, and uh, just this year he donated, you know, $50,000 from the, the Titus O'Neill uh, Foundation um, and also I think the vegetables and all those good, you know, healthier eating kind of comes from, from, from Thaddeus too. So we have a great relationship with Thad Titus I never know which one to call him when I'm yeah, in person. Yeah, well, it depends. But yeah, that uh, relationship on the middle school side. Uh, so we run the facility there, um, at the prosperity center at the Thaddeus Bullard, Sly Middle Magnet School for the Arts and Technology. Oh. Probably some more words on there. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like your uh, your your, <laughs> your name tag. Um, yeah, like my name tag is so much on <laughs> Doesn't it fit on that. Does a lot of stuff. That basically, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, that partnership has grown tremendously, and uh, he has been able to open a lot of doors and really be able to help us. Uh, 
um, get more product at cost and uh, through relationships that have built there that um, all in turn is helps donor dollars be spread further and helps us be uh, more effective to uh, the families that we are serving. And if you think for a minute that, uh, you know, your, your, situ- your situation presently might not be <clears throat> optimal. You know, you're kind of feeling a little bit blue because your holidays aren't starting out so well. There's nothing quite like helping somebody else mm. who has a greater need to elevate your own mood and your own sense of self-worth. So w- what we're trying to express here today is that, you know, the, the need is great help in any way that you can mm-hmm. and watch the good watch that goodness come back to you you know and you how lucky is metro men to have these two big fellas the twin towers as we referred to them <laughs> earlier as as charismatic as giving as skilled as they are in the community to be a part of all of this. It's just pretty good stuff. We miss you today, Thaddeus, wherever you might be. And we know where you are. You're traveling with your boy. Yeah, he's traveling with his boy. Football player. That's right. His son's about to uh, uh, play for a state title this weekend, probably tonight. And we uh, we wish him well. Yeah, of course we wish him well. And we'll get you back in here. We're going to get him back in here. And uh, you might do a little pile drive on you a little bit. (laughs) Continue the conversation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He could probably throw me across the room. I don't know about a buck 75. I I think he can. With one arm, he can do that. Yes. Yes. Arrestance, what what um what has been the response in, in the Latin community? And, and it's interesting. I say the Latin community in the Tampa Bay area is so diverse. I mean dramatically. It, it you is. know, I mean yeah. when I was growing up here, Mario and you too, you know, uh it, it was it was just you know, yeah, definitely Cuban. a Cuban the Italian, old Spanish, no, Italian, Spanish. Italian, that sort of thing. But a, little, a little bit of little Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico, but not that much. No, nah, not, not much. much. No. But, uh, but, but, totally now, but now. now we've got Central America, South America. Yeah. You can drive, you know, West Tampa, town uh, and country. It's a big, it's a big uh, country that, yeah. you know, that's been... Under, well, they've had so many problems. They've had so many problems under turmoil and both, you know, it, for many, many years, Venezuela, the exodus was the rich. Honestly, mm-hmm. let's be candid. It was the families that had money from Venezuela that could leave 20 years ago, and they were migrating little by little. Now it's different. Now it's middle class to, you know, the poor that can't afford to somehow get out. Even if they can't afford it, that's how they get here and they get, in a, yeah. you know. So how do you find them? How do you reach them? Uh, and how's that going? Yeah, I mean, basically, it, uh, it's just things like this and, and getting out there. And I think a, a greater effort in the school systems, too, because, you know, you reach, you know, a lot of the families. Because a lot of them are embarrassed, too. You know what I mean? And I know James can talk on that, that, you know, some families, especially uh, and I don't, I'm going to talk Hispanic yeah. because that's what I grew up in. Yeah. And like Mayito, you know, we're very proud people. I, was, I knew that word was yeah, coming. Yeah, we're I very knew that proud, word was man. Coming. And it, it's a hard thing. But you get to a certain point when you have, you know, small children that you need that help. And uh, anything and everything uh, is being, you know, you know, tried and tested and done, uh, both as far as, you know, PSAs and, and appearances and, and obviously in the media. We just had our media day just a, you know, a couple of weeks ago uh, where lovingly all the, you know, the network showed up uh, and we were, Thaddeus and I and, and, and Justine and James and, and Tim Marks, the CEO. We saw you on Fox We were 13. there at, at <laughs> six in the morning Absolutely. and we're doing shows at six and seven and eight. And, uh, and then want to shout out to, uh, you know, Cox Broadcasting, who who was for many years has been doing uh, great works at the Walmarts. You know, we they had a... Uh, incre- man, you and I, you know, we've done a lot of, you know, production <laughs> and radio. They like, this is, and I've done a lot of remotes. Uh, they, they put out a remote 
Mayito, that was, you know, first class, bro. I mean, no. it was all their shows in their tents lined up in front of the Walmart over there by 275 and Dale Mabry. Sure. And just, rock, you know, jock, you know, rocking out their shows uh, from, you know, obviously from the big boy, the morning show with, with, with Calta to the afternoon show, you know, and, and, uh, and all their other shows in between and all promoting and pushing uh, the Metro Men message. So nice. uh, Tampa Bay is, is a special area. One of the one of the reasons that I, that I love this area is that the diversity, John, when you circling back to your question is dramatic. I mean, we have everything here. Not to say that other areas, Orlando, big cities, and Miami don't, but I, I think we come together here as good as, as any Florida city does. It's a tradition, I think, that... Because it goes back to right, right, the right. 1800s. That's I mean, correct. We, the late really, 1800s. we go farther back than most... Yeah, the only other city that could compare would be St. Augustine. St. Augustine. Right, right, right. We go back pretty far back because of the port. We it's, a pretty we hel- it's a pretty healthy melting pot, to use a, yeah. you know, an overused expression, but I think we are a healthy melting pot. My experience is that you know, most everybody gets along... Uh, pretty nicely together. And it wants to good, be helpful. It's a good um, a case on on how to get along o- overall. Of course, we have our issues and our little, <laughs> you know, knock them downs. But overall, comparatively to even Miami's and and some other you know cities outside of Florida, I think Tampa Bay does pretty darn good as far as you know all coming together, especially in a crisis or in a situation, and and doing the the get along of different cultures. Uh, different, uh, you know, you know, personalities within within different cultures. Yeah, we carry that forward from from Amen. The early days, we carry that forward, yeah. and, and this time of year, speaking to this time of year, is when all of that has to come to the fore, man. Because we're closing out another year. Can you guys believe it? I mean, I'm sitting here with you guys, and as we're looking at each other, man, another year is clicking off the calendar. Quickly. I mean, yeah, and and so. As the need continues to arise, if you're out there and you're listening, you're within the sound of our voices and you're looking for something to do, something that's going to lift your spirits and make you uh, feel better about just about everything, right? Uh, This would be the opportunity. Is there a website? Of course there is. James, this is when you want to pitch that phone number if you want to throw that out there. Let them know how to get in touch with you and how to get in touch with the team. Gotcha. So uh, say this. it, we truly do look at things as like a, a triangle or a trifecta where um, obviously we do all this for those that are struggling. But uh, the volunteer side in peace and then the donor side, it takes all three of those for everything to come together. And as we were talking about the community kind of meshing and really does come together for each other. Those go full circle. Tell a story real quick where I was sitting in um, the hospitality area uh, and there was a lady that was uh, serving people as they were waiting. And I got to talk to her and um, she is a a bus driver for Heart and last two years was receiving services. Mm -hmm. And uh, this year is there volunteering and was able to donate. I didn't ask her how much, really didn't care how much. Um, But for her to be able to be there volunteering and donating in the last two years was in the line. Um, That was where her heart was at to serve back. So it it really is. It takes all three of those to be able to uh, pull off this huge community gathering that we do to really provide what what many families uh, just take for granted. Um, uh, There's a lot of families that don't have that uh, option to be able to uh, get together in the same way. So if you are interested in donating, by far the easiest way is uh, www dot metro min dot org m e t r o m i n 
Um, if you uh, want to go to one of our sites, uh, they're all listed there on the website. There's uh, the primary one in Tampa on Rome Avenue, and then there is one in West Pasco in uh, the Newport Ritchie Holiday area. Um, and you can certainly call 813-209-1000 for uh, those addresses if you can't get them online. That's our main switchboard uh, operator to be able to provide that information. James, the um, you know, for folks who are new to the Tampa Bay area, and there's um, a lot of them, yeah, <laughs> because daily, this is huh? part, yeah, this is part of the the drama that it we're is. experiencing it because is. it's overwhelming. You know, just when you think, <laughs> of, you know, it's easy to build a sandcastle about thirty yards from the shore, but when you're building it, when the next wave is going to take that, you know, it's just impossible at times. Yeah. So for those uh, new to the community who aren't familiar with Metropolitan Ministries. Um, it's been an organization been around a long time. I, I remember, what was the gentleman's name, the older gentleman who kind of was one of the, the key founder? Morris Hensman. Hensman. I knew yeah. there was a H-I-N there. <laughs> Morris, I remember him from my first term on city council and, and what a fine man and, and a, a great vision. So how far back do we go and, and, and how many volunteers are there uh, right now? Absolutely. So um, uh, the organization started in 1972. So I believe we're in our 51st year um, and uh, Morris was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that deserves a... Some of us are... A little grad- slow on the draw. Some, yeah, right. that that was on, that, I was just... Boy, I, was, I was enthralled in the anniversary. turning a double play right yeah, I know, there. I, I, some, I, I, some of us hosts were, uh, were in high school back then. Transfer, yeah. transfer, transfer. Right, Mario? No, no, Mario was in, was in, in Little League. I, he I was, was just he was two or three. Just no. about to go into high school. That's right. Yeah, there you go. And, and let me just say before you fully answer the question, in keeping with all things that are hip, and I'm using air quotes, you guys can't see it, but the people in the studio can, and cool, which is everything that you guys are doing, I think Metro Men is so cool, because it just kind of rolls off the tongue. It's short for Metropolitan Ministries, everybody knows that, right? but Metro Men just sounds hip and cool, in keeping with you know, youth and going forward. Hip, cool, and it's way easier to put it Thank in you. a web address. Thank you. Thank you. Type <laughs> the long Metropolitan. One. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, it, it but it started. is non. It is non-denominational. I, I want to. I want right. to emphasize that. Absolutely. You, you know, point. ministries. Yes, you got. You know, might have a certain uh, religious. You know, background in history, but at the end of the day. You know, everybody who's there helping other people, the people who need help, religion is not getting in the way, right? It is not. So when we started in 1972, there was uh, 12 churches uh, cross-denominational in the downtown Tampa area, and they were all kind of doing their own thing. So they decided, let's get together. Um, and that, that I believe five or six of the churches are still around. Others have absorbed each other, but um, and they're great partners of ours still to this day, but that's what formed Metropolitan Ministries. And it started off as a soup kitchen um, and now has, ex- it's still one of the organ or one of the programs that we do is our meal sites. And we serve over a million and a half meals a year um, through faith groups, civic groups, um, and community partners across the whole Tampa Bay area. Um, but that's just a piece of what we do now with our, our residential shelters, our family support centers, our case management, um, 
and uh, community-based programming. Um, but uh, it definitely has grown and expanded quite a bit uh, to having campuses in uh, uh, multiple counties now. And for those counties that we don't have a physical campus, it's actually um, probably more effective. Uh, we have roaming teams that are on the move and moving around to uh, hotspot areas where there are um, types of needs. So we kind of focus on two different areas with um, uh, our, our programming. We have our, our um families that we uh, have in shelter or that can come through our family support centers. And we uh, include the, our seniors that we serve in there as well. And then we uh, also work with uh, the, the chronic homeless, those that uh, when you close your eyes and think about homelessness, those are those sleeping on streets or in bus mm -hmm. stations. Um, uh, we, we have teams that uh, are fully remote that are engaging with those individuals. And it's really about resources, getting people appropriate resources. So then when they're ready to make a decision, they have the information it's in front um, of them. To, to be able to uh, move their life forward. Oh, make one more pitch with about three minutes to go. Make, right. a, make a pitch for and, our In Spanish, too. Latino, por favor, mira, piensa one of the cosas, one of the things that they that has been it's funny you say that the Metro Men sounds super cool. Their other thing that's super cool is uh, inspire hope, and and that's kind of their big uh, slogan that you know James is wearing on the shirt, and I, I usually put it on when I'm doing a public appearance for them. Uh, and so I, I want to say it out in Spanish. Eh, eh, por favor, la esperanza, and the esperanza is the hope of helping you know a society, uh, a community. And what Metro Men for me has meant, and I've been here now in and out since college, right? So over 30 years, they've, you know, it's always kind of been here. And now I think, especially in the last decade or so, it's it's kind of the it's in the fiber of our city, and we have guys like like John who's who served, you know, on councils, uh, sure. on councils and and commissioners and yourself. It is part of Tampa. Yes. This is part of Tampa. This is a one-off. This isn't like, you know, they're in every city. And I love those other, you know, organizations that are in every city. Absolutely. You know, we have the United Way here and the Girls and Boys Club, which I'm very involved with, both here in Miami. Salvation Army. The Salvation Army, Goodwill. But Metro Men is Tampa Bay yes. and, and beyond. Here, here. So uh, please support that. Well, well said. As we come to the close of another Friday morning at Down and Dirty. We didn't get too down or too dirty today because this wasn't the day for that. Uh, right? It was clean and hopeful. Yes, clean and hopeful. Esperanza. Esperanza. That's the word in Spanish that means hope. And that's what we hope we've given you today uh, to, to and inspired you hopefully to, to pick up the phone or to just better yet go ahead and make the drive over to the Rome Avenue office and, and give of your time give whatever you can give to help you because know, the, 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 the need is great. Yeah, the the big tent um and I got to I've got to reemphasize what you guys said all three of you is you know when you give back, when you give back whether or not it's money or time or food or toys, you feel better. Absolutely. You 100%. feel better. You know, and I've been under we've all been under that tent doing our you know doing various jobs under there. And you, you see the folks coming in and picking up their food and the smiles on their faces and the children and that sort of thing. And that just, you know, we can all say have a happy holiday and that sort of thing. That makes for a happier holiday. Do some work. So Roll up your sleeves definitely. And, and do and do a little bit Get of work. Get online and look at look for metmen.org. Metro. Metro. Metro men. Excuse me. Metro. Metromen.org. And, and there's flashing uh, directions, <laughs> bulbs, lights, and, and whistles yep. and bells that are going to direct you to where you need to go. James, thank you so much for coming in today and sharing this much needed and important story. Orestes, my big brother, thank Always you. We pleasure. love you. Always a pleasure, and my friend. And keep doing what 
you're doing because go Tampa Bay. Go Tampa Bay. <laughs> Listen, I, I, and on the personal side, let's just let me say that I'm I'm going to be doing something this evening that's kind of fun. It's over at the Commodore Theater, eight eleven East Seventh Avenue. Uh, it's a it's a new. Uh, uh, entertainment venue and it's a new entertainment style. It's kind of an improv. They're looking for raconteurs. They're looking for people that tell stories. You guys have a great week. Come join us this evening. Happy and, holidays. And happy, happy, happy holidays. Bye-bye, everybody. This has been WMNF Tampa. Best little community radio station in Tampa Bay. Live from NBC.